All right, here we go, 2023, and we're back online, but not because of a pandemic, but because of the water damage, which if you were here earlier, you heard about the water damage and the miracle, unbelievable, you know, Gwen and her team pushed the chairs up because of the lunch coming in, and the water went right up to the chairs, it didn't touch the chairs, didn't touch our equipment, crazy, flooded everywhere, but didn't hit any of our stuff, so we're very thankful for that Christmas Day miracle, although the flood, I guess, is... We're not quite as thankful for that, but we're thankful God protected our stuff. But we are flexible at New Hope Community Church. As you know, over 23 years, we've done everything, been everywhere. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Some of you that were there 23 years ago remember at the school, the policemen being there to break it up and uh, let, get us into the building through the protests, all the, all the crazy things we've been through. So <clears throat> next week, we're not sure if we're going to be live. We might see you live or we might be live stream. Uh, one way or another, we're going to work it out. <clears throat> uh, we're gonna, you're going to have different, um, we have our, our worship will be a segment you can watch online. You can watch the worship service in entirety, and then later on they'll cut the sermon off and have that separate. But there's three different places. Obviously, YouTube, you're probably watching that on that now, or it's on our regular New Hope Community Church website, or Facebook or Podbean. So we have all different sites. People watch all different sites, just so you know, okay? I just want to say thank you to Mark Van Reith, my son-in-law, who's videoing and he's staying in. Sarah used to always leave, Mark, but it's nice that Mark's staying in. I appreciate that. And it gives me one live audience person. Mark works for the Bleacher Report, so he's very used to this. If you could only see the office, it's like professional. Professional. Uh, I, we did clean up most of the stuff behind me. I hate taking down my pictures, but I did keep my Sword, as you saw earlier, the sword is always here. All right, so I would not remove my sword. And also, I also have <clears throat> big money prizes. See what you miss when you. Uh, I still have lots of candy from Christmas in the office. Thank you, Aunt Rosie. Uh, and so I still have lots of candy. And those who don't come to live service miss out on the big money prizes. Just want you to know what you're missing out on. So Mark, oh Mark, here you can have one. Here, Mark can have all he wants. All right, good. Only one piece. That's great restraint. Great restraint. Okay, so uh, FYI, when we start off church, I have lots of candy piling up here. Okay, so we're gonna be in the um, <clears throat> we're gonna be in Philippians three today. We're we're really in the book of Acts. We're getting close to finishing the book of Acts, Acts twenty five, twenty six now. But I uh, just had a couple different passages I wanted to start off two thousand twenty three with. So next week another one. But today we're gonna do Philippians. Three Philippians 3 to start off 2023 and this is not a New Year's resolution sermon but this is something that vital that we must do every day every day we must do this whether it's New Year's Day or any day this is something we must do the title is the one the one thing we must do Philippians 3 13 and 14 and I'm going to shock many of you first of all today I'm going to shock you uh, because uh, I had my cataract surgery, and the cataract surgery chaos, which we've been dealing, which I've been dealing with for a while, has finally been completely resolved. And the end result is that I don't need glasses at all. After 50 years, there's no need. My right eye reads, my left eye sees distance. I can see at night. It's just unbelievable. I no longer need glasses. This is the new me. <laughs> 
you can clap. Thank you, Mark. Clapping. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so this is the new me. Now, I, I know you're going to get used to this. Um, when I first stopped wearing glasses around the house, my family abused me and made fun of me. And I, you know, and I just, I, I just want to be accepted for being me, you know, and, uh, I, we had a lot of fun. And then when going around the community, I was incognito. Nobody knew who I was for a while. You know, I could say whatever I want. It wasn't, I didn't have to be careful because I'm the pastor. Uh, that, and, but the one thing that my family and Kim kept saying is I have bags under my eyes. Uh, but, and, and a lot of people think I look, they think I look sick from this because I have these bags, but it's not dark skin. I'm just going to prove it to you. I'm not sick. Look at this. See this? There's no, if I go outside in the sunlight, there's no darkness. It's just the shape of my eyes. I'm not sick. My grandmother was uh, American Indian, Shawnee, Chief John, long, long story. But anyway, uh, she she was American Indian, and I have her shaped eyes. That's, no, I can't shut this thing off. Uh, I have her shaped eyes. Nope, wrong one. Oh, there we go. All right. And so because of the shape of the eyes, it, it looks like there's a there's a shadow, but they're not. I'm not sick. It's not dark skin. As you saw me prove with my little flashlight there, uh, the shadows disappear with sunlight. So I don't care if I look funny. I just don't care. I don't care if I look different because I'm free. I'm free after uh, 50 years. I, I, these are, these glasses have been a pain in the butt for my whole life. Working on the farm, you can imagine the number of times I you get banged them or they fogged up coming in from the snow and into the barn. And in the sports, playing sports, oh, what a pain playing soccer. And all the times they got hit. And without them, I was blind. I couldn't see a thing. Then having kids, the kids always seemed to bump my glasses and mess them up and then I had to go get them you know adjusted or fixed or buy new ones constantly constantly and then just to be out in the rain and the rain on them and the snow and when you went to the beach you know having to take them off and I couldn't see anything I'd be saying hi to other other families saying it was my family other kids I'd say get out of the water and it wasn't my kids you know it was crazy uh, and, and then swimming forget it couldn't see a thing right I uh, couldn't see the sharks coming all that stuff so it's great to finally not have glasses. And you will get used to it. It took Kim about a week, about a week to get used to it. Took the family about a month. And they all see me a lot. It took them about a month. So I'm thinking for the church, it'll probably take you to that, till 2024. Next New Year's, you'll be used to me, okay? So anyway, but I don't care because I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. We all have something we want to be free from. We, we all have something we need to get rid of, don't we? All of us, spiritually, some kind of baggage weighing us down. And that's what this sermon is about here in Philippians 3 today. Let me pray. Father, wherever we are today, wherever we're watching this from, listening to this from, wherever we are, Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us through your word and would set us free. You would give us a brand new life, Father. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Philippians 3, 13 and 14. But this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This one thing I do. The one thing we must do, that's why I titled this, is we have to forget about what is behind. We have to forget about 
the, the, the 2022, the, the negatives, the things that hold us back. 2022, we have to forget about yesterday. We have to forget about an hour ago. If it's something that's holding us back, that, that's keeping us down, that's, that's, you know, hurting us in some way. So many times we revisit the scene of the crime. Maybe not physically, but mentally. We revisit it, that sin, that temptation, that shame, that regret, and we just keep revisiting it. And it's so vital to take it all to the cross of Jesus Christ and to leave it under the blood of Jesus Christ. It's so important to approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace. That throne of grace to get God's mercy and grace, no matter what has happened no matter what we've done it's so important that we we take that step and so many people yeah listen i'm a pastor i hear it all so many of you have regrets and you know i always say you've made mistakes welcome to the human race welcome to the human race uh that's why we need god's mercy and grace welcome to the human race we all need god's mercy and grace uh and and that's what we can have by coming to the cross and under the blood, and coming to the throne of grace, and finding God's mercy and grace on a constant basis, no matter what baggage, we can leave it there, we can be washed clean, we can get God's forgiveness and, and grace to, to fight, move ahead, keep taking steps ahead, and when we're, when we're sharing our faith, and I, I tell people this with witnessing all the time, when you're sharing your faith with someone who doesn't know Jesus yet, someone who has never come to the cross, this is one of the, don't forget forgiveness don't forget forgiveness it's one of the most powerful parts of the gospel we we take it for granted because we get forgiven every day and we've been ultimately forgiven at when we put our faith in jesus and then we have that daily grace but mercy and grace but don't forgive forget forgiveness because most people carry everything through their entire life it's powerful include the forgiveness as a powerful tool in sharing your faith very very important okay now forget what is behind and then it says and strain toward what is ahead pressing on toward the goal straining pressing on toward the goal many of you saw this during the world cup the world cup that we just most of the world was watching even a few Americans were watching it. All right, but but the rest of the world's watching, and we, and what we saw in the World Cup is people are straining toward the goal, trying to score a goal, right? Trying to do that, and Argentina finally won it. They won it. Messi finally won it. So exciting. But but Paul here is using not just not really that kind of goal. He's using a racing illustration here. He's talking about reaching the finish line that goal i know when i ran uh, track and cross country and when i was running cross country the coach always told us face forward so i'm knocking off stuff here uh face forward look forward never look back look at me the coach what i'm telling you but never look back because if you look back what will happen you stumble you could stumble, especially around cross country, all through all the woods and all this stuff. Look forward. Don't look back. And also, it will psych you out. If you look back and you see somebody gaining on you or somebody right behind you, it'll psych you out. That's what will happen. So never look back. Look forward. Don't look back and get rid of everything that holds you back. Got that? Don't look back and get rid of everything that holds us back. I uh, When I ran, I ran... Uh, near Niagara Falls, Buffalo area, 
That's where I grew up, right on Lake Ontario. Most of you know that. And it was cold. Most people run cross country around here. It's very mild weather. But where I ran, it was already in the fall. It was already raining and sleeting and snowing. I ran many races in the fall and in October in the snow. It was crazy. And, and I remember we used to beg the coach when it was really cold. That we'd beg the coach, let us wear our sweats. Let us keep our sweats. And he says, no, you can keep your hats on, uh, keep your gloves on, but nothing else. You know, take the sweats off. You're going to run in your shorts and T-shirts. And we'd be like, oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. He goes, yeah, because this is so nice and warm. He goes, yeah, it's nice and warm now, but about halfway through the race, it's you're going to be sweating. It's raining and sleeting and snowing. Uh, by the end, it's going to be soaked and heavy, and you're going to regret leaving them on. And so that's exactly what he made us do. We had to take off those the sweats that entire would weigh us down and hold us back and so we ran freezing and he was right we didn't stay cold long because not because we warmed up but because we were numb <laughs> we went numb after about a half a mile we didn't feel anything else until after the race when we went back into the school have you ever been like totally numb and then you come out you know most of you don't run in a t-shirt in the snow but have you ever had that total numbness and then you go inside what happens it itches, you know, the inside of your skin. It's not really on top. It's more inside of the skin. And we would all be itching and hurting and ouch and itch and ouch. It was, it was horrible. But but it's so important. We couldn't have run that race with that baggage on. We have to get rid of everything that holds us back. No matter how painful it is to take it off. No matter how painful it is to get rid of it. Even the good things, like a pair of sweats, even the good things in our life, if they keep us from God's best, we have to get rid of them. If we back up a couple of verses to Philippians 3, verse 8, it says, What is more, Paul says, What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. You catch that? What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. Paul gave up everything for Jesus Christ. Everything. He gave up the honors. This guy was famous in Israel. He was had all these degrees. He was had power. He but he gave it up. He gave up his honors. He gave up his popularity. He gave up his power. He he uh they canceled his PhDs and his honorary doctorates. This guy was brilliant. They canceled it all. His former friends now hated and hunted him. Remember Paul was on the spiritual special ops. He hunted down Christians and had them killed. That's what he did. He was special ops. Spiritual special ops. But the same guys he hunted with now turned on him and hunted him for the rest of his life. And, and that's that's what happened to him. But he said, I give it all up. I consider them rubbish. Rubbish. If you look up the word for rubbish there in the Greek, it could either mean rubbish or dung. Dung. Uh, you know, manure. Uh, and the farm we call it crap, you know? Uh, that was a good word we used for it. But anyway, uh, you know, it's just a bunch of crap. All that stuff was nothing. I gave it all up so that I could gain Christ. So I could gain Christ. And once we get rid of the rubbish, we can gain Christ. Once we get rid of the garbage, we can gain Christ. We can then, Philippians 3.14, back to Philippians 3.14, where it says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in 
Christ Jesus. After that, we can, we can press on. That's what we can move forward. We can press on toward the goal to win the prize. And once again, Paul is using an athletic term. The Greeks loved athletic events, the Olympics, and, and they had ongoing constant athletic events, just like our culture. And, and he said, we, I, I'm trying to win the crown. And what they would do with the Greeks is they would give them this, this little leafy, crown thing that went on their head and it lasted for a couple of days and then it would wilt and be not, well, nothing anymore. But that's what they fought for. They wrestled for it. They threw javelins for it. They raced for it. That's what they did. But it, but it faded so quickly just like the world's rewards do. Just like the awards that everybody's fighting for. They're temporary. They, they fade away. Think of the World Cup. We've already, the rest of the whole world was crazy, but nobody's even talking about it anymore, especially in the U.S. Uh, but who remembers who won four years ago or eight years ago? It, it, it's already gone. It fades. But our prize, it, Paul is talking about, is in heaven. It's eternal life. It's eternal rewards in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. If we have that goal, that goal, reaching the the end of the 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 goal of G, where Jesus Christ is taking us for eternity if we have that goal and keep that perspective it changes everything it changes everything if we don't get their, that promotion or raise we don't get that promotion or raise we're disappointed but we're not bitter because we know it's nothing it's really nothing. If we, if our team loses, you know, we watch some professional teams. If our team loses, who cares, right? I mean, if you think about it, really, it's kind of dumb to revolve our life around these teams anyway. We don't know anybody on that team. They don't care about us. We'll never meet them, you know. All we do is give them lots of money to go out and play a, a game, right? But, but who cares if it loses? Because it, it, we know it's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, Christmas Eve. I, I heard that nobody from our church, but I heard that some people in some churches actually skipped Christmas Eve services so that they could watch the Eagles play. The Eagles play. Now, like I said, I know nobody from our church did that, but I heard rumors of other people from other churches, other pastors, stories, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but, but then on top of that, the Eagles lost the game. People stayed home Christmas Eve and lost. But you know what? Either way, if you stayed home on Christmas Eve to watch the Eagles play, you're already a loser. You already lost spiritually. You picked, not you, nobody here, but whoever your friends were, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they picked the football over the birth of Jesus Christ. It's crazy. And, and I could talk to a lot of interesting discussions with people over the years about this. And, and, I, and I say, well, what are you doing? Come to church. You shouldn't be staying up for a game or skipping blah, blah, blah. And they say, well, I can watch it online later. I said, well, why don't you tape the game? Come to church and tape the game and go home and watch the game later. Well, it's not the same. <laughs> you just said the wrong thing to the wrong person. Yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? It's not the same. You know, you know, think about what you just said. You know, you're putting some sport over worship live. Online worship isn't the same either, by the way. You don't get big money. You don't get big money prizes. But also, oh, <laughs> that's heavy candy. Uh, but, but. Also, it's not the same. People tell me all the time. I, I've been watching online the last few weeks, and I'm here live, and wow, it's just so great to be here live. It, and listen, 
Online's a great option if you have no choice because of your health or there's, you have no other option. Lots of people shut in. It's awesome that you can watch online. But everyone tells me when they get there live, they're like, it's even better. It's even better. Uh, the big money prizes aside, it's even better. And but but it's crazy, isn't it? That, pe- that people have that they can't watch the game tape, but they'll watch worship tape. Uh, well, anyway, uh, it, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy that that you know that we, the eternal perspective, right? If our even if the team we're playing on, we go back to the, the 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 perspective that if we have this goal that our prize is in heaven with Jesus Christ, it changes this too. If we're playing on a team, let's say it's really our team, our basketball team or something, and and it loses, it's discouraging, right? But it's not the end of the world because your goal in playing whatever sport you're playing is to grow. It's to grow your character, to develop your character. It's really preparing you for life and ultimately for heaven, preparing you for eternal life. And all those trophies and things that you win, you know, I was just down getting the Christmas stuff, you know, putting the Christmas stuff away, and I came across a box of trophies. One of the kids had won lots of trophies. Our family does lots of sports. And they just threw it all in a box, and they're going to just, like, leave it down there. And then after about a couple years, it ends up out in the garbage. It's gone. It's just garbage. The things that we we thought were so important. Look at look at Pele. Pele just died. Uh, his real name is Edson Arantes de Nascimento. My soccer coach made us all learn his actual name. But Pele, I saw him play. We went to see him when I was a, a teenager. He was playing for the New York Cosmos, and he came out of retirement to play here in the U.S. And he came to Rochester, where they were playing the Rochester Lancers, which is my team. Very exciting. Oh, it was great to see Pele. And it was even better to see the Rochester Lancers beat them. I think it was even overtime, but it was great. They they beat them. It was very exciting. But Pele was just a phenomenal soccer player, but he just died. And, but he was the greatest soccer player ever. Uh, he won three World Cups. Messi just won one. It's so exciting. But Pele won three World Cups. It's just crazy. But you know what? He's dead. I don't know where he is. But wherever he is, do you think he cares at all about those three World Cups? Do you think they mean anything to him wherever he is? No way. Nothing. It's garbage. It's just garbage. If if we don't get into the college we want, if we don't get the grades we are hoping for, if we don't marry the person we had set our heart on, we can be disappointed. It's only natural or human. We're disappointed, but not crushed because we realize all those things are nothing in the end. All that matters is what we do for Jesus Christ, living for him, reaching his goal for us, his purpose for our life, and, and, and spending eternity with him. Is anything or anyone holding us back from God's purpose? Is anything holding us back? Is there any garbage in our life? Once again, uh, Philippians 3, 8, what is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. Is anything holding us back? This last week, uh, between Christmas and New Year's, there's lots of garbage. I had lots of garbage, and I wanted to get rid of it. And so uh, I was thinking about putting it out, but because of the holiday, it was supposed to be bumped a day. But I, they were the, and the, the website was, oh, it's going to come a day. They're going to pick it up a day later. But I just had a bad feeling about that. So you know what I did? I said, I really want to get rid of this garbage. I don't want to be stuck with all this garbage. I'm going to put it out on the normal day 
even if it doesn't get picked up till the next day, I don't come putting it out. I want to make sure I don't have this garbage coming into the next year. And I put it out, and wouldn't you know it, uh, and a few other people, most people didn't put it out. They just, they were probably thinking, oh, Chuck doesn't know. He doesn't check the website. You know, he should have looked. But a few people are like, well, if Chuck put it out, he must know something. So a couple of people put their garbage out, but most of the street did not. And wouldn't you know, the garbage man came on the regular day that day. And I got rid of all my garbage. It was great. It was great. Uh, <clears throat> but but they weren't too worried because the, an email went out from our association saying, don't worry, they did come through here, but they're going to come through on the next day like they said anyway. They were just had time to make an extra run. So put out your garbage. It's all going to get picked up. It didn't come. They were they had to leave their people all had their garbage out for the next week all the way past New Year's Day. It was crazy. Uh, but but I got rid of my garbage because I was determined to get rid of it. And so many of us spiritually are the same way. We're stuck with this garbage in our life. So many sp- people spiritually don't do all they can to make sure they get rid of it. Don't listen. Don't go another year. What think of what's the Holy Spirit convicting you of right now? Something that's garbage. Something that's holding you back. Don't go another year. Take it to the cross of Jesus Christ. And if you're struggling with that, then go to the throne of grace and ask for God's mercy and grace to surrender that. Get rid of whatever is holding you back. Kim on Christmas Day got new walking shoes. She she walks. She doesn't like to run. She got walking shoes, not running shoes, but she likes to walk. And so she got these new shoes and she you tried them out right away. She went on a walk, came back and said, I can't believe it. These shoes are so light. Look at the difference between these shoes and what I've been walking in for the past years. These are unbelievable. I can't be, believe I've been walking in these old, heavy shoes all this time. And that's so many of us. We, we're walking in some heaviness. We're carrying something, some burden. We're carrying the shame. We're carrying the, you know, the, a sin, the temptation. We're carrying a trial. We're carrying something that God wants us to put at the cross under the blood. He wants us to surrender something. He wants to leave the shame and leave Satan's uh, accusations behind, respond to his conviction and be free. He, he wants that for us. W- what is God speaking to us about? I want to encourage you to memorize Philippians 3, 13 and 14. The one thing we must do, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The one thing we must do. Memorize these two verses. Make them your focus this year. The one Every day, just keep, write them down, put them on your phone, wherever, just keep quoting it and 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 memorize it and let it sink into your heart and meditate on it and, and and grasp the truth of it and live the truth of it. Take up that sword and, and use it and, and live the truth. The one thing we must do. But there's something there's something else that we must do even before that. Something we must do even before that. I know most of you have done this, but maybe not everybody. There's something we must do First, before we could even move forward toward that goal. And that is in John John 3, verse 7, where it says, Jesus said, uh, You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. You must be born again. Just like we're born physically, we must be born spiritually. We must be born again. And Nicodemus even said, How do I do that? How can I be born again? And Jesus said, it told him exactly how John 3:16 for God so loved the world 
that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that's all of us, that he gave his one and only son, that Jesus to die on the cross, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, the word believe doesn't mean just know something intellectually. The, the Greek word means to completely put your trust in and to completely cling to Jesus Christ, to completely depend on him, to, to, to take away our sin and give us a new life. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Shall not perish in hell, live eternally in hell, but have eternal life in heaven forever with Jesus Christ. Have you, that's something we all must do. You can be forgiven no matter what you are carrying in your life no matter what you've done no matter some so, no matter what has happened it can all be forgiven you can live a brand new life what's keeping you from that faith what's holding you back what garbage will you pick garbage or jesus christ this year let's pray how is god speaking to us this First worship service of 2023. Have you acted on the first must that you must be born again? Have you ever surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? Have you ever put your faith in Jesus to forgive your sin? His death on that cross to pay for your sin. His resurrection from the dead is proof that he can give you a brand new life. Have you ever turned to Jesus and put your faith in him, given your life to him, surrendered all to him as your Savior and Lord? You can do that right now. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, hearing this, wherever you are, you can do that this very moment in your heart. But, but just, I always encourage people to, to pray the, a, a simple prayer of faith, to put an exclamation point on it. The simple prayer of faith. God, I don't want the garbage anymore. I don't want the sin. I don't want the garbage. I don't want the shame. I don't want my old life anymore. I want a new life. In Jesus Christ. And I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. He died. He, was, he took my sin, my punishment on himself, on that cross. He gave his blood to wash me clean. And I put my faith in him. I give my life to Jesus Christ. I give my life to Jesus. I want that new life. Now and forever. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, given your life to him, something incredible has happened to you. Something amazing has happened to you. You are a new creation in Jesus Christ. You are a brand new person. Everything has been forgiven, has been washed away. The Holy Spirit is now living inside of you, making you a brand new person. Your life will never be the same. 
never the same. I want to encourage you to tell somebody. Tell somebody. Maybe you're listening to this with family and friends right now. Let them know that you've prayed that prayer of faith. You've given your life to Jesus. They'll be so excited. But maybe somebody at work that's been talking to you about Jesus. Maybe somebody at school. Maybe it's your parents somewhere, wherever they are. Tell somebody. And if you need somebody to tell, then tell me. If you can't reach them, tell me. You can email me, nhcc at comcast.net. Email me. Let me know because we'll be excited for you and encourage you and help you grow in your new faith. For those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, we've already acted on the first must that you must be born again. How is the Holy Spirit speaking to us about the one thing we must do? Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. To the goal that God has called us heavenward in Christ Jesus. What, what is the Holy Spirit convicting us about? Something to cut loose some garbage to put out by the road, some shoes to take off, some, some stronghold in our mind or our heart that we turn to Jesus Christ and say, God, whatever it takes, I come to the throne of mercy and grace, whatever it takes, I'm going to be free of this. Whoever I have to talk to, a trusted Christian brother or sister or, or myself or Kim or somebody, a Christian counselor, I'm going to break free. I'm going to live free in Jesus Christ. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to us about? Father, I pray that every one of us would take a huge step forward spiritually today and this year. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.